It's 970 WAMD Aberdeen, and this is the Hartford Edge, keeping you on the cutting edge of what's new in Hartford County and beyond. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith, Administrator of Marketing and Communications for the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. The Hartford Edge is brought to you each week by your Hartford County Public Library. Today we'll be talking with Hartford County DPW's Watershed Protection and Restoration Team. Hey Bob, what's on your mind this morning? Good morning, good Leslie. Morning. And uh, good morning, Christine Buckley, who's here already, is going to be one of our guests. It's an early riser. Good we morning. Have, we have so much to talk to you about, and I can't wait. Um, I am going to, one little annoying thing, Chris, okay. what we normally do is I, I share what annoys me. Uh, with the full admission that I am not perfect in any way, shape, or form. Oh, great. Uh, Scott Kirby Hi, just yeah. walked in. We're on the air. Great. Have Hi, a seat. Scott. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. We have, um, as uh, Leslie just said, we have uh, Scott Kirby and um, and Christine Buckley from uh, Hartford County DPW, uh, the Watershed Protection and Restoration Team, and we have a lot to talk about. But we were just going to start, Scott, on things that annoy me. Um, and with the preface that he's not perfect. <laughs> Do people right. know where the festival is? Is everybody familiar mm-hmm. with the festival shopping center? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I am, yes. So you go to Subway right. or Panera, Panera. or mm-hmm. and people park in, oh. in, in the road. Mm-hmm. They park at the curb, but that's mm-hmm. a roadway yes. to go in. Like yes. they're pressed for time and you're not. Yes. They're, they're parking important. in the street. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. That drives me bonkers. Okay. That is probably my top pet peeve. Um, uh, uh, unbelievable. I beep at them and they get mad at me. <laughs> then I drive away so I don't get involved in an incident. Um, the other thing is something that doesn't annoy me, and I just have to give a credit to these folks. Um, I'm sure you folks know Derek Hopkins, mm-hmm. um, who's the... Register of Wills, and he has a ranch um, up in no- Northern County. Uh, well, he and uh, uh, Sandy Galleon, who lost her her boy Nolan to an overdose about two years ago, got together with this great idea about a year ago, and they have put it into fruition. It's called the Char Hope Foundation, and it's based on that um, often folks who are in recovery, the resources run out for their recovery. Mm-hmm. And that's when they're at the most risk um, for falling back. So their idea was to, to, to acquire a few uh, houses and um, help give these people a place to go uh, to continue their recovery um, when they're, you know, in one of their most uh, tenuous times. And they got together, you know, a lot of local folks like mm-hmm. uh, Susie Comer and a lot of people who always give up their time resource, Carol Frontera, who's just a, 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 a soldier mm-hmm. when it comes to giving her time to um, recovery and education and treatment. Well, uh, Char Hope, they call it, because Derek raises Char cattle. I found that out. Um, and um, they just opened their first house uh, in January, and they have seven wonderful women, age uh, 18 to 51, living there, and I got to have dinner with them the other night, um, oh, wow. uh, because I've, I've been helping out a lot, um, getting the word out. We dedicated our concert at Slate Ridge Entertainment to them, um, and I just want to uh, give a real tribute to, first of all, Derek and Sandy, God, so brave of Sandy, and she can't honor Nolan's life any better than the way she's doing it now mm-hmm. with helping with education and awareness and treatment and um had this uh, dinners up in uh houses up in north county i sat down and i noticed there was a table off we had a big table that seats like 12 it was me and the seven women in the house director who herself uh is uh, a, a saint she's in recovery herself wow. and she's helping these women uh, through this as well um, and there was a table off to the side, and I noticed there was a plate and a knife and a fork and a napkin. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, you're nodding because uh, it, it's, it's, 
there's no one at it. It's set for everyone who's been lost. And when we we cleaned up uh, the dishes, they they bring that dish and wash it with everything else. Because I said, do you do a, a new setting? Uh-huh. Yes, she said every every night for dinner wow. we put a new setting down. So, um, SharHopeFoundation.org, give them a ring. It's, um, it's 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 a beautiful thing. These women are brave, and um, we I even made up a game that we played together. Um, I think it's going to become as big as Trivial Pursuit. Um, wow! Because, <laughs> and I'm holding it up here for you. <laughs> Uh, I decided they all lived together, and I, I gave them all a sheet and, and asked who was the drama queen, who was the mom, who was the peacemaker, who's the artsy one, who's the klutz, who's the clown, who's the slob, who gets away with everything, <laughs> and had them all fill it out um, separately to see if okay. they all... The only person uh, that got all seven was the most frank. <laughs> that was a woman from Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Right in your backyard. So hats <laughs> off to Shore Hope and Derek and Sandy. Great and work. Keep yeah. up the good work. Okay. See, I turned my complaint into you a did. non-complaint. Good for you. It's a great way to start your weekend. Amen. What do we want to do now? Let's. Uh, oh, we have to do the trivia. Yeah. And um, I am expecting a lot of help. All right. Let okay. me tell you, we can. Jennifer Button does the trivia questions for us, and her goal is to stump Bob. Well, now it's stump Scott and Christine That's and Bob. right. Okay, we're going to start with some music trivia, because mm-hmm. this is a favorite of Bob, so we'll start with that. The following lyrics are from a 1980s song. Name the song title and or the artist. There's two of them. Two First, songs? Two, I have two, okay. two songs, yep. The first one is, all I do is eat and sleep and sing. Oh, that's hard. From the 80s? From the From 80s? the 1980s. See, 70s. You were in middle better. school, so that's I don't know. Enough. Do you have any more lyrics? That's all she has. All I do is sleep and eat and sing. No, I, nope. Super Trooper by ABBA. No. I, I would never got that anymore. <laughs> I, I know. Isn't ABBA, ABBA from the 70s? 70s and 80s. Yeah, they... But, you know, Jennifer... <laughs> if you're listening. If you're listening. And if you're not, I'm going to call you. <laughs> ABBA has, like, ten songs that I know. Like, Mamma Mia and Dancing Queen. My favorite. This was like a B-side of a B-side. <laughs> so, one demerit for Jennifer. Oh, you, she, she will get your love back on this one, because I think you're going to get this one. Every now and then I fall apart... Oh, yeah. Oh, but she's really, this is, I'm too old for this. Every now and then I fall apart. Um, uh, as t- uh, total Eclipse of yes! the Heart. by Bonnie Tyler. See, I knew you'd get that one. Good job. But she's not, she's just giving snippets. You, so what you're saying is you need a little bit more. Scott, we'll give you yeah, a little I, bit more. Scott had that one, that one, too. No, okay. I, I, was, I was off on that Okay. One, so. I was making a guess, but it wasn't right. Okay, so. well, you, you could have All said, right. yeah, I did have that one. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a science for our scientists in the room. How many ventricles does the human brain have? Ventricles? That's what she has. I'm guessing two. I thought it was four. You're right. I'm, yeah, four. You're right. Is my guess. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Explains a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Have a, have no, Scott, heart. you're supposed to say, oh, you meant um, on both sides. Oh, right, right. right. <laughs> I was just talking about on each side. Okay, who, this <clears throat> is film. Who played the key master in the classic movie Ghostbusters? Um, it was the guy who was in uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yep, too. that's um, correct. Moriarty, is that Rick Moranis. Rick, Rick Moranis. Bingo. He was good in that. All right, this is history. I love that movie. Um, history. Who was the U.S. president at the end of the Great Depression? Um, FDR. Yes, sir. Yeah, Coolidge started. Coolidge and then Hoover. And they handed that big hunk of trouble to, uh, to FDR <laughs> in 32. Which is a segue. Um, this is food. 
This is an interesting question. What bird lays the smallest egg in relation to its size? So think big bird. Ostrich? Yes. Correct. Think of another big bird. <laughs> is an emu a bird? Emu, yes. Oh. Emus are birds. Who was the first female featured on the front of the Wheaties box? This is a sports question. Babe Dirkinson or something like that? Female. That, that would have been my guess. Babe Dirkinson Saharius. Mary Lou Retton. Oh, you're not supposed to tell us so fast. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't have her name, but I know it was a gymnast. Okay, I'm not giving you any more. I will keep my uh Unless we beg. Which river did Washington cross on Christmas night in 1776? The Delaware. Amen. It's good that, that you you guys got that one right. Um, one for how many? No, you all did great. Okay, here's another music one. What duo's first names were Don and Paul? Don and Paul or Don and Phil? Don and Paul. Here's a hint. They were elected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1986 and the Country Music Hall of Fame in 2001. I still think it's Everly's, the Everly Brothers. It is. It's Don and Phil. We got you, Jennifer. <laughs> I have so much to tell her when I get back to the office. <laughs> Thank you. That's all we have for today. Okay. And we'll do a little bit more of education and history stuff, and then we're going to go uh, right to the break because we have a lot to talk about. Um, today is um, the anniversary of uh, the founding of the Army Corps of Engineers, June 16, 1775. And as you folks are probably well aware, uh, it, it has, such, has played a central role since, um, in, um, certainly in uh, development in water shed and uh, waterway maintenance, um, uh, surveying, uh, clearing roads, um, and um, so that is what, 242 years ago. And uh, the resolution was, resolved that the engineers in the service of the United States shall be formed into a corps and styled the Corps of Engineers and shall take rank and enjoy the same rights, honors, and privileges with the other troops that a commandant of the Corps of Engineers shall be appointed by Congress to whom their orders and those of the Commander-in-Chief shall be addressed. Um, about time the engineers got a little and started. Do you know the motto of the engineers? No. S.A. Holmes. That's a little trivia question for Okay, Jennifer. there you go. Okay. I was an Army engineer at one time. Oh, you were? Yes. Oh, and my son is now. So. Oh, wow. Fantastic. Um... <clears throat> we have questions about that too, so that's great. Um, and in 1858, this is a little history, hopefully not repeating itself. Abraham Lincoln made the speech in um, in the House uh, State Legislature, uh, where he said, "A house divided against itself cannot stand." And let's hope we are not heading down that same path. Now, Amen. Um, and that is um, oh, Geronimo died today. Oh, eighty year he was eighty years old. It's amazing he lived eighty years, considering <laughs> <laughs> the way he lived. <laughs> Every day he woke up, he the uphill battle he was facing, but mm -hmm. he died in nineteen oh nine at the age of eighty. Wow. Okay. It's a ripe old age. Well, we're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll be talking with the dedicated folks from Hartford County DPW's Watershed Protection and Restoration Team. Build a better world this summer when the Hartford County Public Library's Reading Challenge kicks off on Monday, June 19th. Studies show that children who participate in public library summer reading programs score higher on reading achievement tests at the beginning of the new school year. Experience less summer reading loss and begin the new school year with more confidence. The Hartford County Public Library Summer Reading Program, designed from children from birth through high school, will ignite your child's imagination and inspire a lifetime love of reading. Early registration is available now at hcplonline.org or register at any Hartford County Public Library branch starting June 19th. 
each registered reader will receive a commemorative tote bag filled with summer reading challenge sponsors information and coupons. Upon completion of the summer reading program, all children will receive a certificate of completion and a special gift plus a ticket voucher for an Aberdeen Ironbirds game on August 8th or 24th. For more information and to check out all the special events happening at your library throughout the summer, go to hcplonline.org or pick up a copy of the headlines and happening at any of the library's 13 branches. Help your child build a better world with Harford County Public Library's Summer Reading Challenge. Welcome back. I'm co-host Leslie Greenlee-Smith, Administrator of Marketing and Communications for the Hartford County Public Library, and that is Bob Mumby. And this is the Hartford Edge. We're delighted to have Scott Kirby, Hartford County Deputy Director of DPW, and Christine Buckley, the Program Manager for the County Watershed Protection and Restoration Program. We have so much to talk about today, you guys. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having us. And, and, and welcome. Um, we're going to give uh, folks uh, a little bit of a uh, background on you, and we're going to give a little uh, background on Laura, who uh, was not be able, was not able to hear today, but she did, uh, did a lot to help set this up. She sure did. Uh, Christine Buckley, you've been with Harford County for more than 20 years. You're the program manager for the County Watershed Protection and Restoration Program, and for the associated MS4 permit. Um, uh, system, I guess that's for the, the towns that regulate stormwater that is discharged to streams, rivers, and the bay. Scott Kirby, uh, been over 10 years with Hartford County, you're the Deputy Director of the Department of Public Works, responsible for overall management of programs for environmental enforcement of stormwater and sediment control inspections and watershed protection and restoration efforts. And uh, Laura, who helped set this up, has been with the uh, is the outreach coordinator for the DPW Watershed Protection and Restoration Office. Welcome, folks. Thank you. Good to be here. Um, watershed protection and restoration, it, it involves so much more than we realize. Um, tell us a little bit about what your responsibility is, uh, your department's responsibility, um, and, and what how much you have to really watch and, and, and operate and, and manage. I mean, the big, the big picture part of it is basically um, everything that falls on the ground when it rains can get washed into the rivers and the bay. And so that's contaminants and all sorts of things. Uh, and so our program is designed to help uh, minimize those impacts and take positive actions to make improvements. And uh, we have a permit, the MS4 permit, that regulates all of our discharges. And so Christine and her folks uh, have been at this for, for quite a long time working. Uh, and it's pretty heartening that a lot of the recent reports we get from the bay, the folks who are watching the bay, the grasses and mm -hmm. the dead zones and all those things have, have been trending up. So. Um, it, it's kind of showing that we're having some impacts. Um, there's a long way to go, but um, it's just kind of a, uh, I think, a morale booster mm -hmm. that some things are starting to improve and turn the corner. Okay, and I apologize. I, when I said MS4, I, I thought it was for the towns, but it's, um, it's the, uh, the Municipal Separate Storm Sewer System. I guess that's the four S's. Right. Okay. Basically anything that, any pipe or any ditch that carries the storm water to the streams and the rivers, that's what they consider a separate storm sewer system. And the county owns a lot of that, all the roadside ditches and the pipes. Uh, and so we have a large responsibility to uh, manage all that. Okay. And we have so many questions about that, but let's, let's, let's talk about first uh, uh, why we're here. And start out by telling us, how folks can find out more, the general website they can go to um, to find out more about what we're about um, to discuss. So we have the uh, harfordcountymd.gov um, forward slash 1908 forward slash summer dash adventure. Um, is that the best bet uh, to send folks? I mean, I think, Bob, the easiest way, at least for me, is I just Google Harford Streams and 
we're the first thing that pops up. Okay. So perfect. That's, that's kind of the quick way. There, you can go to Harford County Government website and navigate through to Public Works and find us that way too. But uh, that's exactly what I would do. <laughs> no matter how many times I read it, I'm uh-huh. going to go Google Harford Streams. Uh, great. And yet yeah, a few things coming up. Uh, the Harford Stream Summer Adventure. Uh, we participated in this last year. We loved it. Um, basically, um, and again, thanks to Barry, uh, Executive County Executive Barry Glassman, uh, for supporting it. Uh, what it is is you visit a stream location, you take a selfie, and you post a comment about something you did or saw here. Um, and again, you could find out more about that um, by going to Harford Streams. Um, and let's stop there for a second. We say Harford Streams. How many? How, how what kind of? How big is the network? And uh, I, I mean, just generally, are we talking about uh, you know something like runs behind my house that feeds a stream that feeds a stream that feeds Bynum Run? We're talking all the way up that that yes. chain. Yeah, absolutely. There's miles and miles and miles of streams, and it's all connected. So if you go to Harford Streams, we have something called the Watershed Explorer, and you can type in your address. It'll show you where your house is on the map, and it'll show you what streams you're draining to. So if you have a little tiny stream in your backyard, it'll show you how it connects to a larger stream and then even larger because there's a lot of different named streams in Hartford County and uh, you may belong to Susquehanna watershed, you may belong to Bush River, but kind of having an idea of where you are locally and how you're all connected is something that we try to uh, incorporate with our Hartford Stream Summer Adventure. Get out, see what streams you have in Hartford County, enjoy uh, what scenic views we have. Um, yeah, we, we do it all the time. It's, well, I, I could watch water flow mm-hmm. for hours, and I could, I, I could, I love just imagining, you know, the path of water as it finally ends up through the watershed. Uh, so, what this is is uh, you have twenty listed locations. Um, folks can substitute five of their choice. The, the date is from May 29th uh, through September 4th. Anybody can participate, and um, there are prizes, um, free t-shirt, drawing for a pontoon boat ride, and a drawing for a mam- family membership to the Maryland Science Center. And again, the online app can be found um, by Googling Harford Streams <laughs> and following that. Um, so uh, did, did people find, add a lot of, of their own locations last year? From, from last year, I, I said they probably added, you know, a handful of them. Everybody seemed to kind of follow uh, the list that we provided. Uh, this year's list is a few repeats from last year, but then a couple of new ones. All our sites that we list as the 20 locations are, are on public property, um, but certainly you might have a favorite spot that's on private property that uh, is a, a stream flowing through your backyard or or a friend or neighbors or something like that, and certainly those are ones we would love to see pictures of as well. Okay, and this just popped in my te- and popped up into my head. What is the difference between a run and a creek and a stream? Mm-hmm. None. They, they can really be used um, interchangeably. Generally, a river will be a larger body of water. Think Susquehanna River, Bush River, Gunpowder River. And then when you start getting smaller, uh, you do have Creek, Run, um, what are some of the other ones? Stream, Brook. Stream, yeah. So those generally are more um, associated with smaller uh, smaller bodies of water. Okay, and another out-of-the-blue question. Bush River and a lot of the rivers, like the Elk River and um, Back River, seem to be more like bays um is it are they call why are they called rivers because they once or the, because they do have a source that's not a, not as substantial or recognizable on a map or the naming convention really came from uh, colonial times whatever you know names the local people used for for those or generally how those names came about okay. 
Um, Bush River is definitely has uh, uh, an influence from salt water. Once you get past um, Otter Point Creek, which is a tributary to uh, to Bush River, you start to um, focus more on estuary. Anita Light Estuary Center, which is one of our Hartford Streams locations, is located right there on Otter Point Creek, a great place to, uh, to come and visit. But you have different types of species in those estuaries than you would have in an area that has higher salinity. And then the further you go up in the watershed, you turn into fresh water. So you have different, different types of species based on the conditions of uh, the salt. Okay. I, you know, I'll stop asking these um, tangential questions. Actually, I'm lying. I probably will. It's so <laughs> he fascinates will try to, me. But <laughs> so that is the Harford Stream Summer Adventure. Uh, do it. If you already are in a habit of going out and appreciating these these things, you know what we're talking about. But if you're not, do it because you know it seems like we find oh find we found ten or we didn't find them, um, but. And we're amazed at the beauty um, and the tranquility of of these things. And I know there's another 10 we'll find this year, and that's what this is for. And it's really to help everyone understand, um, to increase the awareness of uh, what these what these streams and water bodies mean to us and to help uh, educate us on um, um, how to protect them. A lot of the comments we get from the people who participated is, I've lived in Harford County all my life, and I've, I didn't know this was here. And so you might, some of these places are not right on the beaten path, mm-hmm. so you have to, to go off out to different parts of the county, and that's that's another part of what we're trying to do is encourage people to see uh, what's right in their backyard, and, and they drive past it, but they don't know it's sure. even there. Uh, I know last year my daughter went out to Swan Harbor and saw, I mean, what a view from that place. That's and beautiful. She had never been there. And she's grown up in Harford County her entire life. So, oh, and the, the, just the 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 the, the, the wildlife, just the, the the bird population that you could see at these things, uh, it's amazing. Um, and to see, you know, when you go to one of these things and you see some kind of evidence that someone was pretty careless, either leaving something or um, dumping something that made its way. Uh, and, you know, they're thinking, well, it's just one thing, or I don't care. They're not educated about it, or they don't think it's going to make a big difference. If you think there's 250,000 people just in this county, and upriver, there's millions. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at the, the sediment that's building up behind the Conowingo, which I want to ask you about later. So that this is a great way for people to realize this stuff is fragile. It's beautiful. And you do have an impact on it. It could be positive or um, or negative. So that is the summer streams adventure. Now the poker run. I thought it was a stream when I first. <laughs> um, it's a one-day event. Um, it's part of the summer streams adventure. Um, it is. Uh, so the purpose of it is to. Uh, complete five locations in one day right we it's a new thing we're doing this year this is our second year of the summer adventure so we wanted to 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 do go up uh it's a way that we can engage people who live out of the county because it is a one day event Mm -hmm. so if you're here that day you can participate uh so we're partnered up a little bit with visit harford on this um i mean we have a lot of partners that we're working with the library's been terrific to help us publicize a lot of these things and uh, visit Harford for this poker run, but it's it's a one-day event, and um, one of the benefits is, I guess, instead of having to go to seven locations for a t-shirt, if you participate and go to five locations on this day, you'll get a t-shirt, so, uh, and it's, it's kind of a extra bonus or an added thing. Uh, the other thing we're hoping it'll generate is more people at the site's running into other people right. doing the same thing because right. that's what's part of the fun of it um, that you see other people participating. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's July 15th, rain or shine. Um, and um, you show up at Harford Glen 
um, between 9 and 11, and um, you'll be given a list uh, to visit four other locations. I guess Harford Glen being one of them. That's the Birds yes. Harford Glen, and that walk to the dam is beautiful. Um, and then you go to the other locations. You take a selfie, selfie post an action comment, and um, you're given a poker card um, by the attendant who was at that site. Right. And then you, you, you go back to Harvard Glen, turn in your cards, and whoever has the best poker hand will be given prizes um, as well, the folks who have the best poker hands. Uh, and, and you can take in Harvard Glen while you're there. You could just sit on that little bridge over the marsh and see 20 species of birds in, in, in five mm-hmm. minutes' time. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so, again, this is for everybody. It's July 15th. Uh, rain or shine, so um, that looks like fun as well. The Watershed Stewards Academy. Um, this is this the train community volunteers will partner with uh, the Hartford Stream folks um, for, to uh, to do projects in the neighborhood to increase water quality awareness, reduce human impacts to water quality, engage communities to take actions to improve water quality, and you are partnering with the University of Maryland Extension Office and Hartford Community College, um, uh, Howard County, Cecil County, PG County have also programs in place like this. Um, so, again, the first thing people should do uh, is um, to check it out is, because uh, they would have to register to participate in this. That's correct. And it's a series of courses. That's correct. Okay, um, so the first thing they should do is, um, uh, it's Harford EDU, Continuing Education, Watershed Stewards Academy, but... Yeah, I'll, again, if you go to Harford Streams, it's one <laughs> of the, the five or six on our first page, there's something that's about the Watershed Stewards, and it takes you to all the information and in the background uh, for that program. So, uh, okay, and that... Not only is it going to help train people to help impact this, but it's really uh, hugely educational. Um, uh, so uh, that is something. It's great that you, you folks are doing that as well. Um, and some of the, I, I just checked out some of the things, um, not just the subject matter, but um, uh, ARC. Uh, GIS mapping programs, um, stormwater management, water quality, gardening, gardening and native plant knowledge, surveying, public speaking, meeting facilitation. Right. I mean, there's an outreach component and trying to make your neighbors aware of how they can have positive impacts. There's uh, projects in the neighborhoods or in your community. There's a whole variety of things we're hoping these folks and in other places, that's the kind of things that are happening. Mm-hmm. So uh, Anne Arundel County has had a program for seven years. They're doing tremendous things down there, and so we're just uh, basically trying to adapt that program here to our our community. Uh, we have a small staff, so this is a way we can kind of multiply right. ourselves out in the community. Uh, we're also looking for folks who have technical expertise we call them the consortium of support professionals, but people who would be available to advise some of these watershed mm-hmm. stewards on more technical things or people who know about plants, because a large okay. part of all our facilities involves plantings, uh, or people who may want to contribute plants or mm-hmm. give a discount on plants or may have an, a piece of equipment and could help because there's a lot of excavation on some of these projects. So. It would just help the stewards if they had some resources they could turn to mm-hmm. and some people who could advise mm-hmm. them. Uh, so if, if you're a professional, go to Harford Streams, and you, that'll, you can find out how to contact us, and we'd love to add you to our partner list. That's great. Um, that, that it, it really is. And this, this program, you have to register uh, by July 28th, and the program, the Watershed Storage Academy, runs from September to June, every second and fourth Tuesday, and a few Saturdays. And it's uh, only $150 uh, 
to join it, which is unbelievable when you consider the the, the breadth and depth of what you're going to be learning and the impact you're going to be making. Um, really, uh, this is a beautiful project. Um, I, I think one of the things that's really important is if you have an interest in landscaping and watersheds and stream water quality, that's all that you need to really get started. You don't need to be an expert in any of those type of things to go through our academy, just an interest and an interest to follow up after the training's over to provide that outreach to your community, to your neighbors, and, and get the word out. That's great. That's like Habitat for Humanity. I did a build, and I didn't know much about anything. But there was a lot of people who together knew about everything. And, right. and I was able to build a lot right alongside mm -hmm. them. Um, hit my thumb a few times with the <laughs> hammer, but I learned about I finally learned what that... You learned about safety. The safety, <laughs> yes. And I learned what that thing that people look through is, the transom. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ah. I always thought, what are those guys on the highway doing, and girls? Um, what are they looking through for that? Because well, we, we had to pour the foundation right. footer, wow. so. Um, and we had to clear 27 trees, which was... Oh, my gosh. Can be dangerous yeah. <laughs> if you don't know what you're doing. Um so that is great, and uh, register by July 28th. And I bet you all of you can think of someone who who can help and be one of the uh, support uh, professionals in this program. I can think of two folks uh, in, in my community alone that do so much um, educating and, um, and, and studying this stuff that um, they absolutely would be a great addition to this. So um, you mentioned some other things uh, on the website, um, the Watershed Explorer app. Yes. Which is already fascinating to me. Tell us about that. Uh, all of the watersheds that have names in there are shown on this particular app. There's tons of streams out there that are not named. There's not really any particular rhyme or reason to the size of a watershed that has a name. And if you're interested in naming your own, there's a process you can go through. Uh, nice. We are currently uh, finishing up our, our um, last project in Wheel Creek. Wheel Creek's not an official name for that tributary, but uh, it drains into Hartford Glen, and they've been calling it Wheel Creek for a very long time. It happens to cross over Wheel Road. So we're working on the process right now to go through uh, the U.S. Geological Survey, who's responsible for that piece to get that stream actually officially named. And uh, it's a pretty easy process to go through. Obviously, can't name it after yourself. It has to be someone who is deceased and has some kind of historical significance. Um, but the Watershed app uh, lets you type in your address. Um, you can even use the app on your smartphone to um, pick whatever location you might be. You might be out shopping and might be interested in what uh, what tributary you're driving by, and uh, the app will come up to that uh, certain location where you are at, give you the name of the tributary. If it drains into a larger body of water, it will also give you that information as well. So if I go to uh, um, my iPhone apps and search uh, uh, Watershed Explorer, it is not part of the App Store. Um, oh, we have to uh, do It's online? It's on yes. Harford Streams. If you go to right. Harford Streams, mm -hmm. there will be a link there, and it is an, an app that will take you directly, or there will be a link there to take you directly to the app. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Excellent. Okay. And um, let's talk about some of the projects. Uh, you mentioned uh, Wheel Creek. Um, and I never heard of Wheel Creek, mm -hmm. but this is a big project. Um, what, what are you doing? Uh, or is it, it's close to being done, isn't it? It, it is. We um, studied the entire watershed of Wheel Creek, uh, I would be guessing, but I want to say in 2007. And it's a little over 400 acres total. It drains um, kind of from the top near the Festival of Bel Air uh, through the Country Walk community, uh, across Wheel Road, and down through into Harford Glen. It's a, it's a fairly small watershed, but uh, we've gone through, assessed where we have problems that we think we could address from a water quality standpoint, and have gone through uh, kind of systematically from the top of the watershed down 
to finish those projects. And we recently finished uh, the last project this spring. It was the second phase of the Lower Wheel Creek Stream Restoration Project, and that did end uh, in, in uh, Harford Glen. So we're, we're very excited to, to be able to finish those projects. If you want to come out and see what a stream restoration looks like, stop by Harford Glen. You can go on the poker run date of July 15th if you'd like to do that. And there's a, a brand new uh, pedestrian bridge at, at the bottom of the watershed that was installed as part of the project. So we're excited to, to kind of be finished in uh, Wheel Creek and, and complete the restoration projects. And we have a ton of monitoring data that we've been uh, collecting before uh, we got started, and then we're also continuing afterwards to see what the results are. And this is over a mile long, this, this stream. It is, that's correct. Wow. This is the largest project uh, to date that we have com completed. So um, a, a, a moment for us, uh, we got uh, a lot of grant money uh, through Department of Natural Resources, the Chesapeake and Atlantic Coastal Bays. Uh, funded $1.2 million for this project. So um, uh, big kudos for uh, Betsy Collins, our project manager, in, in pulling that all together. I, th I think we go for tourism money next year because uh, unless you, you get, get tourism money now, you should if you don't. Because there, I, I, I don't. Right, know, I'm, sure I'm, I'm sure I'm. I'm sure I'm walking into a. No, but, but <laughs> so up until just a few years ago, we we did not get a lot of funding for projects. That's why we were working smaller projects. But uh, when County Executive Glassman came on board, um, there was some some ability to get some dedicated funding. Uh, which we seriously need to be able to meet all the obligations mm -hmm. of our permit. And so we have been increasing our activities and doing larger projects mm -hmm. and more greater numbers of projects. So we are quite busy with the with the handful of folks we have. Okay. And um, we have a number of questions about some of the terms and uh, I, to, to help people when they see riprap or they see um, – um, a water quality pond or whatever they know what it is and they real and that I think helps people understand what impact just you know having unprotected red clay soil that can tons and tons of it can get washed and cloud up cloud up the bay not to mention you know nutrients and other things like that which we'll talk about but what is the Abingdon library retrofit we're working on wrapping up construction there. Uh, there is an existing stormwater pond uh, that was constructed that was required when the library was constructed, and uh, they were built. It was built under older regulations, so part of our restoration program was to upgrade that stormwater facility. Uh, we also put in a new bioretention facility, which is uh, kind of a fancy name for rain garden as you're coming in the entrance road mm -hmm. to your right. And we also have uh, an existing uh, rain garden that we constructed several years ago that we are rehabilitating. And there's also some signage there along uh, the trail that, or the walking path that comes into the library that you can take a look at. It tells you what a uh, bioretention rain garden is and how you could apply that kind of uh, project to your own house directly coming out of your downspout. And it's a good example of what uh, our watershed stewards could do as well, work with property owners or themselves to, to build a, a rain garden on their own properties at a much you know smaller scale than you would see. Than at the library. And Foster Branch, Denby Town. Foster Branch is a watershed we've been uh, working in for several years. Uh, Denby Town happens to be uh, probably like the fourth or fifth project that we have finished in Foster Branch, uh, which is a tributary to uh, Gunpowder River um, in the Joppa area. Denby Town was a stream restoration. Uh, project and it uh, occurred mostly downstream from Denby Town Road um, but a small portion upstream as well. Uh, that project uh, was wrapped up I believe it was in the fall of last year. I'm sorry it was finished up just this spring mm -hmm. and uh, we're um, looking forward to continuing uh, additional projects in the Foster Branch. We have one uh, currently under uh, design now uh, below Joppa Farm Road, kind of looking at some of those tributaries in there and what kind of uh, contributions to uh, to the sediment. 
and while we're on Foster Branch, just across from Copenhagen Park, there's a nice walking trail along a, a stream restoration that we did a few years back, mm -hmm. and it's a great opportunity for folks to get out. It's one of the sites on our summer adventure oh, nice. as well. Say the name again. And uh, it's you park at Copenhaver Park off of is that Trimble Road? Trimble Road. And and you can walk across the road, and there's a there's a walking path that goes back along the Foster Branch, uh, goes back for quite a ways. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a nice place to to sure. see up close. I'm writing that down. Copenhaver Park. Mm -hmm. We don't have any signage there, kind of to talk about the project and. Um, if you didn't know a project happened there, uh, it's been it's been several years. You, you may not even know that a project occurred there. We try to do our stream restoration so that it becomes part of uh, a natural landscape and and to use as few um, man-made materials as possible and and lots of lots of trees and lots of plantings to to make it fit back the way it uh, was before it was impacted. How do you deal with, I imagine it must be a huge challenge to, to look at a map and think of all the projects that you could do that need being done, mm -hmm. uh, need, need to be done, and having, as, as, as with anything, is uh, limited resources. It must be a challenge. Um, to, 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 to triage it and also to to realize, you know, the next Hurricane Floyd or mm -hmm. uh, whatever, what, what's going to happen? I mean, there is a process. We do assessments and studies in the, in the various watersheds um, and have hire consultants and they go out and, and do studies and make recommendations. Uh, but when it comes to actually deciding which project goes when, there's a whole lot of other factors that, that contribute, whether you have the funding, whether you can get the design done. The A lot of these projects have private property along it, so we have to arrange to get permission to come on there. Mm -hmm. So there, sometimes it's easier to work on a school parcel because it's a lot easier for us to get access. Mm -hmm. But, again, we're, we're trying to balance all these things, and it is a challenge. And Christine and her folks do a great job uh, sorting through all that. And uh, like I said, the program's ramped up considerably in the last two years. And so uh, we are going through that process continually. But a lot of it must be like, which child do you love most? <laughs> which is impossible to answer. <laughs> it, it, right. it is difficult. Um, our program is focused on the urban areas. So we do um, focus a lot in uh, the Bush River watershed, which has... Um, Winters Run, Bynum Run, James Run, those areas. Um, so, so definitely our focus has been in the, in the Bush River watershed. And you do, you try to pick the areas that really are, are the most uh, densely developed and maybe some of those areas that were densely developed before stormwater management regulations were in play. Um, but we, we try to, you know, take all of those different studies that we do and, and do projects in all of them. But it is difficult. And, I uh, didn't really realize that once our program received more funding, it would become more difficult. So um, <laughs> it, it is a challenge. Boy, was it the um, uh, embarrassment of riches or whatever? <laughs> so, um, and how annoying are the people that get in your way because they think you're up to something? <laughs> I serve on a number of boards, and there's always 4% of the people that just want to fight something and attribute, like, sinister motives when you're trying to make an improvement. I think part of our outreach is to try to educate folks to what we're doing and why we're doing it. Uh, and I know there's been a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations in the past with uh, recalcitrant property owners, uh, but like Christine was talking about the Wheel Creek project, well, there's a lower and upper part, and mm -hmm. part of the reason there's a lower and upper part is because we had somebody that we just could not bring along. So... We, we have a split in the project, but um, for the most part, once we talk to people and explain what we're doing, uh, you know, they understand the benefit, and uh, we've been pretty successful at, at going through that. But it does take time uh, and effort, and again, that's, that's part of what we're doing. 
I think what you should do is next time they have a barbecue at their house, go upstream and dump <laughs> a bunch of cans and grocery bags and red clay and oil and let it flow past their barbecue. That'll, uh, you know, they say get them, get them by the blank. The mind and heart will follow. That's kind of counterproductive to our whole program. Though. And then our friends from Army Corps of Engineers would find us. <laughs> okay, so much for All that. All right. Uh, but, good, uh, right? But, let's, Leslie, let's, um, we only have about five minutes. Let's let's stay on and, and finish totally up. What agree. do you think? I totally agree. And I just want to thank you guys, the Abingdon um, retrofit. You guys got that done in record time. It really, um, I was there for a meeting, and then it was done by the time I came back for another meeting. So we really appreciate that. I know our customers appreciate that. Um, and it looks beautiful. Thank so you. thank you. I thank mean, you. we're fortunate that uh, we have some good contractors mm-hmm. to work with and they, they're invested in this environmental benefit and they do it more, not just for the profit and mm-hmm. to, to earn a living, but they also have uh, they other motives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I want to shout out to Echo Tone and Angler because, um, I'm involved in a number of organizations that they're always willing to step up, not only on contracts and projects, but to add their expertise and resources. Um, uh, they helped us with a beautiful walking, running trail up at Camp Hidden Valley, the Our Boys mm-hmm. and Girls Club site um, up in Whitehall. Um, so uh, hats off to them. Um, and we're talking to the folks uh, from Harford uh, uh, Stream. Um, the Hartford Stream, and um, I lost it. What? I, what? It, it, it's such a tongue twister. What is the full name <laughs> of the Harf the Stormwater? No. Watershed the, Protection and Restoration. Har- okay. <laughs> and how does this uh, relate to, um, like, the Mike Risk, Christy Joyce team? They're partners with us. They're part of the program. Uh, because they're involved in the long-term maintenance and the permit review and approval, and so uh, we work in partnership. They're all part of. They're they're actually part of my division. Uh, Does Christy Joyce ever sleep? <laughs> and she is the most patient person I've ever met, because she deals with all these people who attribute sinister motives to the county and. Uh, when you're talking beneficial user and turning over these facilities, mm-hmm. and um, people don't take kindly to it, and they don't understand it, yeah, and she's always seems to be st- stuck in the middle. And, and hopefully, our, as we ramp up our education and outreach program, we'll we'll get better at some of that. And folks, I think a lot of people are starting to understand people are impacting the bay. People are impacting the sure. everything you throw on the ground can end up in the bay. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just something that people need to be aware of and uh, not do. And we're talking to Scott Kirby, who's a, a deputy DPW director responsible for um, uh, programs for em- environmental enforcement, stormwater and sediment control, watershed protection and restoration efforts, and Christine Buckley, who is the program manager for the county watershed production and restoration. Google Harford Streams. It'll take you to... A wealth of information, plus their summer programs, the programs they're doing, the summer adventure, the poker run, and the Watershed Stewards Academy. And we, for the folks, and for me, um, we have a, a few minutes left. Um, can you explain some of the components of, uh, of sediment um, and uh, uh, watershed um, management? Um, for instance, um, a water quality pond, or is it the same thing as a sediment control pond, and what does that do? There are a lot of different, they call them best management practices, a lot of variety of approaches to try to reduce either the volume of water and how fast it's coming to the streams, mm-hmm. because as we pave over things and build structures, the water is not soaking into the ground, it's getting into the streams faster and overwhelming them. There's also all the stuff that is on the ground and all the contaminants that get uh, put into the stream. So 
all these facilities are designed to either manage the quantity of water and how fast it's getting like a ret- a, a temporary retention. Right. Let it infiltrate into the ground. Some of the rain gardens will do that, filter it, and treat it in some way, shape, or fashion. So that's, that's the purpose of all these kind of facilities. Um, and what we're trying to do is to kind of mitigate the impact of all of us living here and enjoying the, the, the county. So uh, that's the big kind of overview of it. Um, so basically, um, because there's a fraction of surface left that will absorb um, the water that's fallen, um, most of it just sends the water somewhere else to already overtaxed facilities uh, and streams, right. etc. I mean, I, I'm... Historically, I mean, my background is civil engineering. Historically, in the old days, the way was you would pipe it, what they call gray infrastructure. So if you had water on your site, you put it in a pipe and mm-hmm. send it somewhere else as quick as you could. Well, that concentrated all the water and all the flow, uh, and then we ended up finding out that that was impacting the streams and the habitats. Wow. So now we're trying to correct for what we did in the early days. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we learn more science about different ways to improve water quality, different ways to control the runoff, uh, I've heard people talk about we're trying to make the whole area more spongy so more soaks in, and there's a variety of things that can be done, rain gardens, uh, even such things as rainwater harvesting into a rain barrel or a cistern, as long as it, uh, you release it then when it's not raining. So th- there's a whole variety of strategies uh, and it's evolving like everything else. The, the science is changing, uh, and as they come up with new things, then we try to implement those new practices. You need that. Um, have you ever been to Camden Yards? Uh, they have the, the drainage. Uh, it's underneath the field and underneath the right. warning track mm-hmm. and uh, uh, the infield. They have so it's a, a very uh, pervious right. surface, and underneath it, there's almost like a a, a vacuum um, uh, network. Right. You'll pour a, uh, a you could pour a pint of water in. You'll watch it get sucked so, down into into. Right. Uh, maybe we just do that all for all parking lots. How much, would that cost much? Yes, that would, that would cost something. I'll put that on the list. Right. Get, yeah. get a grant for that. And and so basically, we're talking. Uh, volume can be extremely um, damaging because it can, it can wash away uh, things like grasses and 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 rocks and other things that uh, prevent the soil and other stuff from getting right. washed into the bay. And so then you have sediments, and with the sediments come the nutrients, the nitrogen, the phosphorus, and the other things that is, and those are all contaminants. Then that get pushed either downstream or out to the bay. So the end result is we end up with a, um, a cloudy bay, which makes it hard for any kind of aquatic uh, plant life, because I guess oxygen, uh, uh, I mean, um, sunlight. sunlight. And then you have nutrients, which grow things like algae, which pretty much steals the oxygen from everybody, right? right? Uh, plus it's ugly. Clouds mm-hmm. the water as well. So that affects um, our oystermen, our, our sport uh, fishers, fishermen, um, and it just looks ugly and it smells ugly and it can't go on because what's the end? We're all going to be sitting uh, playing video games at yeah. our computer because we're not going to have anywhere to go. Right, in a giant warehouse. <laughs> but this no. summer, don't play your video games. Get out on the you summer adventure. It. You got it. Okay, that's right. Harford Streams, Summer Adventure, and the Poker Run, and the Watershed Academy. Um, and that is, I think that's all we have. Yeah, yeah. That's all the time we have for Harford Edge today. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and thanks, you guys, for coming thanks in. Thanks for having us. Thanks for sure, having us. and uh, we'll talk to you all next week. Mm-hmm.